0: Hi, and welcome to uh, Dynamics Update. As you know, we have uh, just released episode 10.0.18, so, so you're thinking, why are we hearing another episode? This is sort of a special episode. Um, so I'm not here to, together with Gustav, as I usually am. I'm here together with my other colleague, Tobias. And we actually have a treat today. We are actually going to speak to, to, to an author of a book, a real book, one with paper, pages in it and so on. Uh, so so um, uh, hi, hi Tobias, how are you? Hello
1: everyone, glad to be here. So to be as Long, CTO at Engage Group, I will be joining Johan and our guest author here today. So I'm just fine.
0: And how are you, Johan? Yeah, I'm, I'm also good. The the guest we have joined us today is uh, Lippi Sarkar. Uh, so uh, welcome.
2: Thank you, Johan. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: So could you introduce yourself?
2: Thank you, yes, I'm Lipi Zarka. Uh, I have been in the industry for the last 20 years. Um and worked in various roles, started from, you know, business analyst, project manager, program manager, program director, um, have worked in multiple industries uh, across the board, Uh, worked in charities, worked in big four, worked in consulting firm, worked across the globe, uh, across 15 countries, I must say, uh, traveled around the world, and that helped me to gain quite a lot of knowledge in terms of, you know, how the industry works, how you need to engage with different cultural people what are the key areas that uh, you need to bring in uh, as your personality
0: so your your book um, is is called uh, building a digital future could you could you just uh, in in short terms just try to get our listeners to to understand what the book is about.
2: Sure. Uh, We try to capture the essence of digital transformation. And in our book, Building a Digital Future, we wanted to tap into the market where we can bridge digital transformation with the technology Dynamics 365, as well as Power Platform. So hence the book starts with, you know, talking about digital transformation, but then explodes more into how you need to prepare, how you need to move into and what kind of technology capabilities. Um, so again, to the readers, it talks about the capabilities of the technology. And then it moves on to execute the technology, execute the transformation and how you need to build into it. So it has got different parts of the book so the first part I mean I can go into details about it but uh, let's leave that for later but this book is as a practical book I would say it's not about just talking about challenges it's a practical book where it talks about frameworks models across all chapters it offers the guidance um, across how to you know lead digital transformation taking the right strategic direction
0: yeah so it's it's mostly uh, a book about the, the processes leading up to to the transformation and, and how to 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 get through it so to speak
2: absolutely i would say people process and technology it's uh, three things together and overall wrapped around with governance
0: and just,
1: just a follow-up question There, you, you talked about the, that this being a practical book why do you think it's important to have that perspective
2: so Tobias, since um, and that's a very good question i must say but when i have been you know working implementing digital transformation and with Dynamics 365 so sometimes when we work with our clients we have seen that people want to get into the mode of understanding how Dynamics works and also understanding lots of different various uh, frameworks like Agile framework whether Agile is the right uh, you know the right framework to work with Dynamics 365 or is it uh, a you know, waterfall approach. So lots of things comes into the discussion and you have to obviously you have to set it up before you actually start the program. Uh, you have to prepare the organization. The reason why we are saying that this is a practical pick because it talks about the practical case studies, customer journey. We talk about the framework. We talk about how you need to prepare your organization, how you need to bring in the technology, how you need to bring the different capabilities of technology. And then you have to also find the right partner, actually, who will be doing the digital transformation, who will be actually working, hand-holding uh, your, um, uh, from the beginning to the end. So hence, it's practical in all essence. We have talked about our experience, but we have also merged it with industry experts. We have merged it with From the client perspective as well, just to see how the customer sees it, what are the challenges they have come across, uh, what are the solution they have thought about, not solution just from the technology perspective, but solution as in the whole package um, of framework, of governance, of preparing their organization, preparing for the program throughout end to end. So hence, I would say it's a practical book. And the more we engage, like this kind of podcast, we can talk more about it. But once you get to know about, once a book is released, you read about it. And you can also ask the questions if it isn't anything is not clear. So it's it's a book with uh, practicality in it, with uh, with customer journeys embedded in the book and from the customer's point of view also.
1: Uh, and I've i have I, I've actually had the opportunity to act as a reference reader uh, during the last, I think, 12 months or so. So um, I've been following the progress of this book, and I must say it has been very rewarding and interesting, and I'm really looking forward to the final results. Um, so I know one important theme in the book is something you call the Transformers dilemma. Could you please tell us a little bit more about what you mean with that?
2: So the transformer Transformers Dilemma is more about, I need to reference this because uh, this is one of the paper that came out in uh, Harvard Business Review uh, by Carolyn et al. in 2019. Um, and by that time, we have already started the book, we were writing the book, and I came across this. It's a dilemma, and we just really wrapped around to the fact that uh, every incumbent is uh, to maintain their profitability in the legacy business while ripping the full potential of, the, let's say, the new digital ecosystem business. But they need to keep their lights on of their legacy business. So how can companies survive this dilemma? And there are different, you know, aspects of the leadership. Uh, the emerging competition, the safeguarding the existing business and defining the strategy for the inception of disruptive digital business to generate obviously the additional growth. And it's also possible, everything is possible to have, you have to have the right talent and mindset with the right balance. Um, And entirely the digital transformation is not just the technology, it's about uh, structures, it's about the process. When you put everything together, along with the technology, then it depends on the digital maturity of the business as well, how you're handling it. So I thought it's, it's absolutely brilliantly well written in hbr and the reason why we are talking about this dilemma because our book building a digital future covers this transformers dilemma and introduce different elements what we need to prepare and how we need to prepare like the strategic shift like cultural shift people's mindset shift then process shift governance and control and takes the reader by hand on how to get out of this dilemma by executing the digital transformation step by step
0: yeah i mean i mean the what we normally talk about when we talk about uh, digital transformation and especially disruption is other companies coming into a business and disrupting it because the 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 legacy companies are are too slow to to act. But in this case, it actually has to do with risking what you have in order to to get something better.
2: Absolutely, Johan. And it's, it's so pertinent because you have to carry on with the existing business, but you need to find out the right sweet point where you need to switch off the legacy business and you transition into the new business. So there must be some overlap period. And we have seen with a the client they, the key drivers, we need to identify what are the key drivers. One is disruption, rightly said. The other is about they might be working on some legacy software system, which might be very costly. Um, they need to review their cost impact on their business so that that is another way of thinking why they need to move on to different business so it's the two aspects that we need to measure this we need to have a plan have a roadmap so that the legacy business can be switched off at a pertinent in time but have to bring across all the right uh, elements like the right talent mindset processes technology um, in your digital roadmap so that you can make it a successful transformation
1: Um, Yes, and I I also heard you mention, uh, you you talked about digital maturity. And I also think this is a really interesting topic because digital transformation seems to be on everyone's agenda nowadays. But based on my personal uh, experience, many seem to not uh, plan accordingly or prepare to go into this fairly big, or I would say like really big endeavor in terms of digitally transform. it, really, as you've mentioned, it impacts various points of your business. And I know this is a, a topic that is being heavily discussed throughout the book as well. I mean, how do you prepare your organization for this kind of change uh, in terms of creating a roadmap to reach this target stage? What are the fundamental building blocks that you need to plan for?
2: so I mean in terms of the building blocks with the way we have written the book is about starting with the digital transformation what does digital transformation mean um and is it a- uh, is the business disrupted? Is that why you want to you know, go for digital transformation? What are the business changes? What are the key drivers of business change? So first, we need to put that as a landscape, as a context of why we need to do digital transformation. Then in the first part, we are talk- also talking about what is the right capability, right technology? So again, um, an organization just thinking about digital transformation, they might have different technologies in their mind. And the reason for writing this book is also keeping in front of you that the capabilities of Microsoft Dynamics 365 and Power Platform and how it can endeavor to actually transform the business. So because it has got built-in solution for whether you're talking about finance, whether it's operations, supply chain, um. Um, services, marketing, customer engagement, um, so and also retail. So the e-commerce side. So it has got this built-in capabilities. And so hence, we wanted to talk about that. But we didn't want to go as a technical, make it a technical book. So we left it on a very high level and introduce the capabilities of the technology. So that's the first part. Um, Then the second block is about the blueprint for executing a successful Dynamics 365 project. Now, here we have talked about the change um, because the organisation is going to transforming through the change. So it's all about the people's mindset, changing the mindset and bringing, empowering the employees as well at the same time. So how you can do that and how can the organisation take on, take a leap uh, in terms of maturing uh, with the digital platform, but also at the same time, empowering their own capability, empowering their own uh, employee mindset. Um, So the third part we wanted to talk about is driving innovation and continuous improvements with Dynamics 365. And here we wanted to break it down further is um, you have got a very new shiny system, but if it's not adopted within the business, then it's, it's not a successful transformation. So hence, we wanted to cover how you can continuously improve uh, the Dynamics 365 transformation and keep on innovating. Um, and innovation need to happen in a continuous way. So if we wanted to reach apart, uh, I mean, touch upon the fact about various roles and responsibilities about the stakeholders. Uh, we also touched upon the support aspect of the technology that has gone through measuring the user adoption now. It can be a reward system, it can be incentivizing. So whatever that can be used from the organization perspective to make the to increase the and improve the user adoption. So that was three different parts of the book. And um towards the end, we also added some Appendix sections. Now, the appendix section includes high-level information of few tools, which actually makes the digital transformation um, quite successful. And these enablers are lifecycle services and Azure DevOps. Um, and we have also covered Microsoft Fast Track and what, how you can accelerate your implementation with Dynamics 365 Fast Track.
0: Yeah so so one thing i actually uh, thought about here is that i mean there is of course a, a, a you you mentioned it before but there is of course a connection to to this pandemic that we are in right now and and i really think that that's, that has brought something very interesting because the digital transformation is often uh a, a, like a, a being more agile a, approaching your business needs in a more agile way but the, the, the irony here is that most of these digital transformation projects before the pandemic were actually fairly waterfall-like. They were like, we need to implement all of these tools at the same time for the entire business, and that will take us three years. Instead of using like the Agile methodology to just do incremental changes, and doing things where they actually matter the most.
2: Absolutely, you have uh, touched upon a very important uh, subject here. Uh, We have seen the digital transformation of two years actually accelerated and brought into two months. Where the organization were thinking about digital transformation, digital strategy in their roadmap and was thinking about, you know, bring it back in a couple of years times or we are prioritizing. When COVID happened, every business were forced to take that step and they have to go remote either they exist or go bust so that kind of situation uh, happened and it's it's like a forced disruption uh, in a way it's a societal and environmental uh, and a pan- in a way of pandemic situation that this has happened um so we have seen two years of um you know digital transformation into and and this was a pandemic was the catalyst in two months of digital transformation so yeah it has it has played a part and when we were talking about two different customers we have also discussed about you know how it was uh, how did it impact their business and in in our case studies you will find there is a spectrum of uh you know uh, different kind of examples where we have seen one spectrum of retail sectors where they where um they they were overnight or a couple of weeks time they have to you know spin up the digital world and the e commerce platform so that they can carry on with their business and in other cases where like Etihad and um, you know the big uh, they wanted to connect with the customers about um, take about the booking systems or things like that so that has also helped and in other areas we have also seen where. Employees were furloughed during this period of time. So the PAR Platform, which is a low-code, no-code platform, also helped their employees to learn a new technology, new platform, and to resolve the problem, to resolve the business problems. So to, to come back to your point about, you know, the agile ways of working helps in terms of showcasing the business benefit much earlier on, rather than waiting for two years, three years point in time. But with, with Dynamics 365, it has got the capability you can actually, you know, build in in small modules to your minimum viable product as an MVP and you continuously evolve and it, continuously improve and innovate.
0: So a follow-up question there. Do you think that there is a pro? Uh, I, I mean is is it a positive thing to have being forced to just do it and, and not have to plan as much ahead? Because I I thought I had this gut feeling that, that when you try to do this minutial planning every single time you're doing something, it might actually be that the planning makes you miss the point.
2: I would say yes and no both, Johan. So in terms of yes, when you do the planning, you think about a lot of different kind of aspect, and you try to mitigate the risk uh, much early on. But when you're forced to do certain things, and in this pandemic situation, there might be different, completely different kind of risk, because people are working from home, that means remote working. And if you have to deploy anyway, since it's a cloud platform, so you can deploy it remotely. So that gives us the capability. But sometimes a lot of workshop sessions, when you try to do the requirements, capture the requirements. A lot of workshop sessions used to happen as a face-to-face, so you can do all this. Nowadays, we are working and we are actually capturing the requirements remotely. Um, we never thought of doing that before because it was always like, you know, face-to-face interaction is much powerful than a remote interaction. But when the situation is like that, everybody's working from home remotely, you have to make it work. And then you start thinking about completely new ways of working. You innovate how you work and you accept the fact that, yes, this is possible. This can be done. And you need to find out because it's a human kind. It's all about giving, caring. And uh, I-, I feel it quite enthusiastic about, you know, if we if we try to help people, that gives us a lot of benefit to ourselves. And then when we work collaboratively and collectively, then you're trying to figure out how we can actually improve the way that we are working on in this current situation.
1: Yeah. Yes. Moving on to a completely different topic, uh, I know this book has been written by you, Lippi, together with your co-writer Vinne Bansal, uh, and we're just curious to know who came up with the idea of uh, writing this book, and was it the plan from the beginning to write this book together?
2: So, uh, so Vinnie has done an initial conceptualization of the book about the outline of the book. And uh, since Vinny and I were connected, we were discussing about you know how to write a book, about different chapters that need to be included. Uh, but at the same time, we've also wanted to combine that with the customer's point of view, including the challenges, solution and outcome. Uh, but at the same time, we also know the dynamics community is so powerful where we can leverage and, you know, uh, Brainstorming. When we were brainstorming, we thought of you know rather than just including our industry uh, expert, we if we combine that with all the experts that's there in the Dynamics community, that will make the book more powerful, enriching, and practical because we are combining not just the uh, scenarios or case studies or you know a thought process or framework on from one particular area, but worldwide across the countries, and uh, and that that triggered. So when we initially started, maybe we. Didn't think about including everything, but it has the book has created its own journey, Uh, it has evolved during the period of time. And as we reached out to the community, as we got the feedback, our ideas, when uh, whatever we started with initially, has evolved over the period of time. So one thing has led to another, and one idea has led to another idea, which we're re- we were really excited about. So you were part of the Reference Leader uh, reader. so what do you what do you think, uh, Tobias, when you started the original manuscript and when the book was evolved, did you feel excited? Did you feel or did you see what you wanted to get out of the book was already included in there? <sighs>
1: Um, Well, I must say I I already from the beginning thought it was an uh, interesting topic because I know uh, there are management books talking about digital transformation and there are technical books talking about applications such as Dynamics 365. But I hadn't really seen a book in the market which kind of combined these two fairly broad topics, both providing a theoretical and a practical approach to it. Uh, and also, as you mentioned right now, also involving uh, many key stakeholders from the Dynamics compu- community. I also thought that was a really like interesting idea because it gives you a lot of different perspectives, right? And experience Absolutely. from various parts. Yeah. Uh, so that was definitely something that, that triggered me. And I must say, was that uh, a, a kind of a objective from the beginning to involve contributors, as you said, from the Dynamics community and across the kind of the key stakeholders? Or was that just something that happened?
2: It wasn't initially, but as we evolved, I think Dynamics community is a huge community. So I would try to use an analogy here. When you try to launch a product, you would usually have beta testers about the product you would have a feedback loop to listen to what the beta testers are saying and you also have post-marketeers right when you do the product when you launch the product here we try to involve and collaborate because we had a very good feedback mechanism because whatever when the big manuscript was going out and been read by the community people different key stakeholders and collaborators and they are the SMEs I do see I mean in the business world we talk about SMEs SMEs all the time, subject matter expert, right? So if I have to write on a certain subject, um I'm let's do a good job out of it. So let's get the good, I mean, good out of that SME who would like to get involved and who would like to collaborate. And and, and I think that's how it has evolved. Initially, it wasn't the plan, but I think as the book evolved, we tried to, uh, we kind of, it became a product on its own. It became a project on its own. So, um, and hence the book has its own unique, a selling point because it's not written by just me and Vinny. We have collaborators, we have reference readers, we have um, uh, you know, all the all the feedback that we have gathered from different perspectives, we try to include that in the book.
1: Yeah, And on the topic of uh, involving uh, various stakeholders, I know Microsoft has also been involved in the book. And uh, one example is Gabriella Schuster, uh, uh, who is a corporate VP at Microsoft, which has actually uh, written the foreword. Can you tell us a bit what what that means to to you?
2: Yeah, it's a great honor for us to have Gabriella writing the foreword for us. Um, So writing this book was a very interesting and exciting project for us, as I was just saying. Hence, we kept on going, even though it's quite a hard work at times when we are working full time remotely in this pandemic, meeting family commitment, and kept on really going over the evenings and the weekend work. Uh, Vinia and I, I talked mostly over the weekend and also after after work in the evening. So hence we feel deeply gratified when um, Gabriella actually wrote the forward for us. So yeah, deeply gratified and honoured.
0: Yes. So uh, my, my one of my final questions is, so the, the book is available on pre-order right now. Right.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, it's through Amazon.
0: Yeah, uh, we will try to include a, a link uh, in Amazon uh, to Amazon to the book. So if if any of our listeners are interested in in buying it, uh, they can find it there and signing up for the pre release pre order and so on. Uh, but one more question. So I've talked to a couple of people who who have written books and and. Uh, what is your your thoughts now that the book is done? Will it be? Will there be another book, or is it uh, never ever again?
2: I always, I'm very fond of books, so I always was very close to reading and uh, reading books. But I had always a dream of writing book. So this is the first one. Yes, definitely, I'll find some opportunity to find a new interesting topic to write something else. Um, but yeah, this book is releasing on twenty fifth of May. Um, so through amazon we are getting very good response worldwide so it will be really good to hear more response from the readers once they get to read the book
1: yeah you mentioned the readers uh, lippi could you tell us a little bit about who should read this book
2: yes uh, so in terms of the readers I think there are different if you're, Working in the business, if you're just thinking about digital transformation, so I would see the C-suite executives uh, who, is thinking, who are mainly thinking about digital transformation to improve the efficiency or optimization within their business, but haven't yet you know, finalized the product as Dynamics 365. I would say read this book because it talks about the capabilities of Dynamics 365 and Power Platform. Then I would say senior leaders, program directors, business transformation director or program manager, uh, business sponsors who are planning to execute digital transformation with Dynamics 365. They will find it really useful because they will see lots of frameworks and you know, examples and also other industry experts or other customers, what they have written and what, how they have done their journey. Then implementation team members who is actually aiming to be part of the transformation journey, and they could be, um, you know, a business analyst, a functional consultant, technical consultant, they they can also read this book. Uh, finally, we would say the operation manager from either organization or supplier who's actually accountable to support the technology post implementation, they will find this useful um, because they get to know about the release patterns from Microsoft, they get to know about how you should actually support the system. Uh, That any person who is really curious about accelerating digital transformation with Dynamics 365 or business students who doesn't have any knowledge about uh, either the technology or any experience about digital transformation, they will find it very useful because they get to know both at the same time.
0: Yes. So uh, any final words before we uh, say goodbye for today?
2: No, it was really a pleasure to talk to you guys. Uh, it's challenging times and we have utilized this t- time actually to gather knowledge from different people, from the communities and also different customers. So it's an interesting, it's an exciting time for us to finish the book and get into the market. Um, So look forward to hear from the readers. So thank you, Johanna. And thank you, Tobias.
0: Thank you for joining
1: us. Yeah, thank you as well, Lippy, and uh, All uh, wish you all the great uh, with the book.
2: Thank you, Tobias. Bye
1: bye. Bye. Bye.